Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think this is this is quite intriguing because obviously he has the fantastic loan spell. I remember during the time actually Dead used to say, Poof, this Reese yeah, James guy I used to tell him all my, the time. My gosh, he's gonna be the next up. But in terms of like obviously you said let's leave Chelsea. So what made you guys come to the decision to say, you know what, this is this is the home for Reese? Um Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. I'm with my right hand man Dej and he's sitting on my left. How, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing brilliant today. I think today, you know, breaks uncharted territory again. Like we've spoken to CEOs, technical directors, players, managers, and you know, we're adding another bow to our string. So yeah. No, definitely it's mad because obviously in the last episode, a lot of the feedback was like, you need to get a parent on. We would love to hear about the journey of being a parent to a footballer. Um, but before we introduce our guest, let me just quickly plug the socials. At podcast underscore TBG on Twitter. At pod underscore TBG on Instagram. And at TBG pod on TikTok. Also, we're trying to build a community. So please, guys, we want to hear the feedback from you. We want you to tell us what we can do better leave a comment and we will obviously take that feedback on anything that you want to add no i agree with you um our last episode that we released with isaiah jones is going brilliant so we appreciate the feedback and the comments so thank you very much for your support no definitely i'm big up easy every day so we're delighted to announce we are joined in what's the word i'm looking for <sighs> fantastic company <laughs> should i say we are joined by the father of Chelsea footballers, Lauren James and Reese James, Nigel James, the main man. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the platform. Thick, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, yeah. it's been a, we've been speaking for a while. Every time I call you, you're in the car driving to a training session, driving back. You know, it's like your life's going 100 miles per hour, busy, busy, busy. Yeah, that's how it is. I like it that way. Um, it keeps me out of mischief and just keeps me busy and doing what I love doing, helping kids, you know, trying to fulfill their dreams or turning into great young men or great young women. So that's what we do. 
I think that's that's a perfect way to start. So if I had to ask you, who is Nigel? What does Nigel get up to? Nigel's life is football. Um, it's it's something the first thing in the morning, and the last thing before I go to bed. Um, it's just always been that way. Um, you know, from early on, having a a short playing career, um, getting into coaching. Uh, scouting at all levels um, it's just something I've just been involved all my life So when did you get that bug for football? Was it ever since you were a kid? I know you mentioned you played did your parents play? or No, no, no parents wasn't really parents from West Indies from uh, mum's from Grenada and dad's from Dominica and um, you know um, I was brought up as like a single uh, parent um, I had um, my grandparents that played a, a big part in uh, my development and growing up because uh, mum was at work. So from school, um, it was from school to grandparents' house and you have dinner there until mum comes home and then you go off and that's how it has been. So my grandparents was ones and my mother that sort of raised me um, in Kennington. Um, South London. Yeah, yeah, we're South London boys yeah, as well. So yeah. so yeah, so you know they've never really was into football. Football just came from playing in primary school, playing in the in the uh, on the estate. When we talk about like cages and stuff, yeah, and, yeah, it's real. We had a cage. I went round by the estate not so long ago, and um, you know that cage is gone. It's yeah. you know. So you look back and you sit and think. The generation today, what have they got to play on? TikTok, mobile phones, <laughs> iPads. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that. We It wasn't about that. It was that cage was full with people that was like from 20 years of age right down to like seven and eight years of age in mm-hmm. there playing football, um, you know. And I, I guess that would probably be across the whole of like South um, where... We went to if it wasn't there, it was like Woolworth Road, oh, yeah, the Haygate yeah, Estate, yeah, yeah. sort of thing, and playing with those boys. So um, yeah. And when you when you think about that cage, like what, what does it mean to you? The cage, the cage was just like it was just something that you just you just you played and you didn't think nothing of it. It was just like it was football. It was. It was home. It was yeah. where you felt comfortable playing. So, and everyone played in there. And, you know, sometimes it was like, you know, 25 people in that cage yeah. playing sort of thing. Mm. And then from the cage on a Sunday, we used to go to Kenton Park. And that was like, it was like the, the World Cup. It was like, yeah. if you got, if you miss your slot, you didn't play or you had to get there early perform and you got picked next week and you played and that was just there with like you know loads of players and young young men and boys and yeah yeah so in terms of I know you mentioned you had like a short playing career so how did you progress from the cage into like a team setup so um I used to go to a youth club called St Andrews in Victoria and um one of the youth workers 
that that youth club sort of like saved a lot of young boys' life because, you know, it was something that um, we we went to either uh, it was open throughout the week, and Fridays was the main the main night sort of thing that everyone came out on a Friday, and you know you had you had team trainings and they done hockey ice play street hockey, it was it was a it was a a real lovely uh, youth club that just brought a lot of people together, and from people local people and people that lived just on the other side of the bridge and um, we used to go there and, and, and just play, play football, badminton. It was just something to do when you when you done your homework from school and you went there and then as you sort of got older, you started to progress to maybe like two days a week yeah. sort of thing. And the, um, we used to play like for the, uh, the club, like, you know, like under 13, under 14 and, um, one of the youth workers, um, he knew um, like a few scouts and stuff, and he got us. We went down to Luton Town, uh, we went down to Southampton, and um, we used to train. And he got us a trial with Chelsea. We used to train over at Batsy Park on oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. on the sort of old school astroturf, and. Um, Unfortunately, things didn't really work out for that. So we jumped into the non-league sort of thing. Youth played for Surrey County, then obviously got picked up uh, for Woking. Yeah. And then played for Woking, Aldershot. And around those periods in with that, you're, you're, you're trying to fight and fulfil your dreams. But, you know, it's you, you could come across with... Uh, managers that give you the time because they like you and some managers don't give you the time unfortunately I in my period I had managers that didn't give me the time and you learn from that so why do you think that was then that they didn't give you the time um it's one of those things it probably still is now it's it's one of those things if you're if you're if you're gonna help someone and they see you as helping them now, then there's time. If I had potential and it wasn't right now, then maybe you didn't have the time for you, sort of thing. And then you sort of get attached to that club because you feel you want to be a part of something that's got a good fan base, got a good bit. Uh, I had friends that looked at that and thought, sod that, they're going to go off yeah. and go somewhere else. Um, and then it, it worked for them, sort of thing. Um, I stayed in with that, and um, I, I that summer I bought myself a moped, um, and I had a bit of an accident with that. The police sort of accidentally knocked me off, yeah, and that sort of set me back quite a bit. And in that period on on that setback, um, that was weird. Um, I had um, my first son, Josh. And um, when you're you're you you're not playing, you've had a you've had a bit of an injury, um, and you uh, you sort of get a bit lost in yourself, and you're not working, and 
you know, a friend of mine, uh, an ex-player called Gwyn Berry, I played with him at Woking and he used to run a, a coaching school called Curver Coaching. And uh, at the time, Curver Coaching was extremely big. You had that and Brazilian soccer and he was short of a coach. Um, and he said to me, look, uh, do you want to come in and help me out? And I went along, helped him out for a day. Uh, I enjoyed it. And, you know, I was put with the the really disadvantaged kids, not the, the best talented ones. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and there were some kids who, you know, couldn't really kick a ball. And then just how they, like took their frustration out because they felt like other people didn't give them the time. Mm. I saw myself yeah, yeah. in that. So I sort of like gave them... Because you could empathise with them, yeah. Yeah, and gave them the time. And, you know, you're on the train going home and he called me and he goes, ah, oh, those kids was buzzing, they loved it. Mm. Can you come back and do the week? And I went back, done the week. And then that's when I really sort of like took the love for for the build for coaching. So at that initial moment, because you mentioned you were sort of at that crossroad, you just had the accident, had football that. might, wasn't really going well, then coaching sort of falls into your lap and you sort of... Coaching fell into, yeah, there was, there was no plan to sort of set and sit and think to yourself, I'm going to go and deliver this, I'm going to, it was just something that came to me. I was good um, with it. Um, and it just built from there, building from that. Uh, ended up doing my son's uh, teams, doing the teams, uh, the teams uh, grew good reputation from doing really well. When we've done really well, then I, I got invited in, into, uh, into Fulham. Uh, and the chap who was like... Um, called Jeff Noonan, he worked for the FA now, he he got me in um, to sort of run a development centre. So he said, you could have your soccer school and that could be like one of our development centres. Um, and then my oldest son, um, he got just got signed as the, as the underweights, um, going into the under nines. He got signed for Fulham under nines. Um, then... He's then Reese is seven. Lauren at the time she's uh five. Yeah. So when Josh is training, some Reese uh Reese is seven. And he's kicking around with his sister, mm-hmm. and then um I don't know what happened. Um, Reese got invited to join in, so. So for the whole year, as an under nine player, uh, Reese was seven, so and he would train with the Fulham under nines team, mm. like he trained Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday morning. Um, then he played for his grassroots side with me on the Sunday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Friday, uh, he trained at Chelsea. Um, so yeah, so he'll train with me Monday, uh, Tuesday. We sort of like yeah, it was Fulham. Wednesday was like a 
whatever happens <laughs> on a Wednesday. Thursday, back in with Fulham. Friday, Chelsea, wow. sort of thing. Under sevens, under eights, he done. Saturday morning, back in training with Fulham under nines as a seven-year-old, right? His game on a Sunday, yep, playing under sevens, under eights. Um, and then and then it just sort of like, it just grew from there. And then so. from there, I got a job to to uh, uh, Reading. So you had Fulham, then you went to Reading. Then went to Reading. Uh, took my older boy with me. He went to come to Reading. Restayed at Chelsea. Um, and... Um, yeah wow it's been it's, a hell of a journey no I just want to like ask for context in terms of um, when your playing career ended till this moment like how many years was it like so how old did you start coaching how old were you when you started versus up to now this point in your career so I I started coaching from was I, 17 18 and then you are now at this point where you go to Reading. How old? Um, when I went to Reading, so Joshua was... Uh, I'm racking your brain. 12. <laughs> he was 12. Mm-hmm. He was age 12. Uh, can't think how old I was then, but mm. I was still pretty young. Mm. Um, he was 12. Um, and I've done 10 years wow. working for Reading. Um and over the time, learned so much of, um, you know, um, the academy manager who's no longer with us today, Eamon Dolan. Um, you know, he was brilliant. Um, he was brilliant for 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 lots of people. And there's this, when you look at someone and say they're brilliant, at the time, sometimes things didn't go your way and you could not like them. But you learn from that sort of thing. You 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 look back and you learn. There's lots of positives that you took out of that, even though at the time it looked like a negative. Yeah. Right. But it sort of like grew me on on how to analyze and see how how things go. So where you're just like a a, a parent sort of thing. I turn around to my parents now and sit and say, when you come here, like. This is my house, right? <laughs> so, so when when if I was to go to your house, does a stranger go into your house? A stranger doesn't go into your house. When a stranger, if you put someone in your house, you want to know quite a lot about them. It's trust. It's trust. Yeah. Right. So when you, as a parent, you come into a football club, and you start you watching and you're talking to another parent you've got no idea actually who you're talking to, right? And what you're saying. And people who's not actually around you somehow get to know exactly what you've said, right? And you're not a football person, but sometimes that causes a problem for you of them not liking you because Mm -hmm. you're now starting to influence other people. And all you should be there doing is watching your son or daughter and that is it. And not talking about what's good and what's not good, you know? Because how do you know what is good? How do you know what's not good, you know? You're not a coach. You're not in the industry. So little things like that, I learned over over time 
um, on hearing things, sitting in, in offices, hearing coaches talk about people. And you, you, you learn these things. Um, you know, there was, there was times um, in Reese's uh, early, early start um, when he first started, obviously, he was he was he used to score goals. It was you'd look at him and you'd think to yourself, people come up to you and say, "Oh, he's going to play for England, and he's this and that." And we all like to hear nice things, but there's such a long way to go from when you're that young and doing stuff. And then he went, and then from about uh, thirteen. Um, 13 to 15, um, he, he hit a big problem um, by by not being a favoured one. It's like the rug just gets pulled under your foot and you just sit and think, where am I? Yeah. And that was hard for him to take. That was hard, very, very hard for me to take as a parent. Um, and, you know, you, you have people that would, would come and try to give you advice and um, whether it was the right advice or they wanted to see what you was going to say and then they report that back to someone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's all like a gossipy mm, culture. Politics. Yeah. Politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you have all of that. And, um, you know, we... We, we we look back at, at and I remember at Reading, you know, I used to overhear conversations that maybe I shouldn't have been listening to. And you learnt from that. So I give you an example. Um when um like Reese went through a, a tough time and he didn't get played, uh and um it all boils down to the build-up. So when when you go primary school, your parents tend to take you to school, and he done he done um, a year in the secondary school before um, about a year or two years he done before Chelsea took him in full time, and in that period, break time, lunch time, um, they eat chicken and chips. Yeah. That's what we used to do as well. <laughs> yeah, chips. yeah, yeah. Because chicken and chips is is cheap. Pound. So yeah, we used to get pound, yeah. pound. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but some kids, some kids could eat chicken and chips all their life and don't put weight on, right? But Reese, they you went from being slim, right, and then that chicken and chip started to slightly started to put weight on but you're not seeing that weight because he's scoring goals and doing things mm. you just look and you think it was a build up starting to build like remember Tom Huddleston yeah mm. yeah right? the central like thick bone yeah, yeah yeah right yeah and and then and then it was like uh, it was like um, to Chelsea were like thinking no one wants to talk and say about a weight problem yeah, they just say not fit, mm. right? And then, and then there was this kid that turned up called Domingos, right? And he turned up, and and everyone just went, "Wow, who's he?" 
and he was like the benchmark sort of thing. And he would pick the ball up, he would beat players, he would, he would do all sorts. And he was amazing. And um, Reese started the full-time programme in living. So he had that challenge on, on playing. Um, I, we had to work hard on his fitness. Um, in between that working that fitness, we done that. Um, and when you're not getting played and you feel that your son was a superstar and now he's not a superstar, um, one of the biggest things for me, and I try to deliver this to my parents and all parents to take on board, is, is the fact the anger that I had with the club, because all you, all you could see is that they are not treating your son well. Yeah. And now what people will come with now, they will use and say uh, his mental state. They'll f- jump on on that, right? Um, and what I had to be careful with is my anger that I had with, with at the time, with individuals, right? We got to remember they're doing a job and their job is, yeah, is to produce a player. And if they feel at that time you're a good player, but you're not hitting the target, then you will take a back seat and someone else who's yeah. shining mm-hmm. will come forward. But it's hard for us to take that on board. Now, the, the, the big key thing is, right, is um, the, the, the coaches, the academy managers, all the senior staff, every day, right, they know. They know what I'm like and they know I'm a big personality and I'm someone who used to be on the sideline and talk, right? Now, I'm not talking. But you know the big thing is, the big thing is they looked at my son's face every day and they they, they deliberately looked at him to see if my frustration, anger was in him, right? And the fact is, no, I was anger with it, but it there was never a moment that I delivered things that I was upset with individuals in front of Reese. Yeah. So you separated the two. Yeah, because if 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 for example I I installed that anger, what I have for individuals in Reese, maybe Reese wouldn't be where he is today. Mm. Powerful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So and what you gotta look at is um I've seen a lot of talented players um, not get something. And sometimes we used to look at it and we used to sit and think, if we start here at top of the Premier League club and things don't work out, right? You know, there's loads of other clubs we could go to. But unfortunately, it's not so simple like that. Some players, it works for them. And some players could go from at the top of the tree and... They're going from trial to trial to trial. After the time they've had the third trial somewhere, their head's gone. And that third trial, the facilities is not great. And in their head, they're still thinking they're at the top of the tree. And they can't cope with it, right? And then they can't perform. And then the parents kick on. And it just becomes a disaster. And before you know it, 
they end up with nothing. Yeah. And then because their mindset is that they 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 still believe that they want to be there, then now they've got to find what is going to give me that lifestyle, yeah, that I can't get in football anymore. And then we know where that ends up. Mm. Ends up on the streets and unfortunately and things like that. So it was it was so important that I had to uh and these are the things I learned working at Fulham, working at Reading, working at Tottenham and seeing things um and knowing when to keep your mouth shut, even though it's painful and you see yeah. <laughs> and that's the worst thing, you know. When 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 our children are in pain, yeah, we're in pain. Big pain. We're in big pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Big, big pain. And to to be able to uh to be able to you know um be 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 professional, be polite, um um show your respect to 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 the club, uh to you know, have a other clubs, other clubs used to come to me. Other scouts used to come to me, and sit and say, "Like, why? Are you, why is he not playing?" And they would say, "He's a top player." And they would say things that you want to hear because you're on a down low. Mm. You're, 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 you're like, you're, you're at the bottom because you're been pain. And someone comes along and says something lovely to you, yeah. And they would say, "You know, we'll take you." And this could be, it could be, for example. It could be a Norwich, it could be a Southampton. And they would say, oh, we'll take him, we'll love him. If he come over to our place, we'll give him a scholarship, we'll give him a pro, right? And and that boosts you back up again. But then they'll turn around and say, well, you've got to ask to get release. You've got to go and, and, and do it. And the person that sometimes has told you all this lovely stuff is in no position to offer you anything. Yeah, they've got no power. They've got no power. Yeah, just talking the talk. He's just talking. He's got a tracksuit on. <laughs> yeah, and he's talking. So, w- was there ever a time where you did actually consider, like, hold on, okay, I've spoken to this person from West Ham, for example. Let's let's yeah, have a yeah, con- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. There was times, you know, there was clubs that came to me and said, you know, um, you know, we'll take you, sort of thing, you know, and you look at it and you sit and think. At the time, I was working at Reading and, and Reading turned around and said to me, like, it will take him, mm. sort of thing. And you're looking at it and, you know, and his mother, Reese's mother, she, I remember she turning around to me and, and said to me, what you got to look at, and sometimes in life, she goes to me, I remember, I never will forget this, she turned around and she said, like, um, Chelsea have not said right they're releasing him he's just going for a bad patch mm. right if they've said they're releasing him that's different then you look but they never said they're releasing him right they were keeping him he was still on the contract right they were going to give him another deal but at the time he's not playing He's sitting on the bench and everyone else is playing, sort of thing. And and then we and then we sort of got a little bit over that. And we were we were digging our way through. And then we had a parents meeting and um 
we sort of like said uh, we came to an agreement with with the coach myself, and we said, what about if uh, just to increase his game time? What about if we played him right back? So did you come up with that? Yeah, right. Playing right back. And um, they sort of like, uh, I remember the coach, he went, we were thinking that, <laughs> right? But we weren't sure whether you would be happy, right? Because it's that sort of thing. I was a big personality, you know, a little coach is probably going to tell me something, no, that I'm angry as it is. And then to say he's moving from centre midfield to right back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We it's like someone saying you will move you from a striker and there's the goalie gloves. Yeah. Sort of that. thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You could think they're taking a bit of you know. <laughs> so we um I said nope, nope, and that was agreed. And then um and I I think they broke it to Reese and said you're gonna be played right back. He hated it. Mm. Absolutely hated it. Um and his first game he played it was under fifteen. I was on under fifteen game, like halfway through under fifteens because it was a funny age group. You get some fifteen games or sixteens sort of thing. But and um, we played away to Charlton, and I remember going to watch that. And he was playing against uh, like a real strong, rapid winger. <laughs> yeah. Right, and I was like. <laughs> What have I just done? Have I, have I just, have I just killed him, <laughs> right? And um, he's he, um, he's picked the ball up. The goalie's rolled it out to him. He's got the ball, and he's pinged the ball from right back into uh, the left winger. That was that was Callum uh, Hudson. Okay, yeah. yeah, he pinged the ball, cross ball, um, and Callum just trapped it. Uh, Shimmy brought it inside, bent it, bottom corner, right? Uh, and then I've gone, yeah. This is it. This is it. <laughs> but then his passing range was great because he sought to stand out as a defender that could pass. Because he's been doing that all his long life in midfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sort of thing. So it's transferable skills. Skills, <laughs> yeah. And, and, the only thing for me was wanting to see without the ball, 1v1, yeah, running back, <laughs> what was going to be. And to be fair, the, the the player got the better of him sometimes. He got the better. And I looked back and I thought to myself, and driving home, I remember sort of daydreaming, just sitting thinking, I thought to myself, do you know what? It's his first time he's ever played there, right? He's got this this part. And then and the next season under 16s uh, he's got that to, to a real season to go and prove himself so come the end of under 15s we worked hard boom 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 pre-season we got we got we got some good work in and um, and then most of and most of the his, his group boys um, they were they were moved up to play in the 18s yeah. they're all under 16s so it was him and maybe I think Conor Gallagher and and uh, and maybe maybe one other, but I know it was roughly those two that was left in the under sixteens with yeah um, under fifteens and 
and a couple top under 14s. So in his head, he was like the oldest one and all his friends were playing in the 18s, yeah. right? Even though they were under 16s and they moved to the 18s. Yeah. So I looked at it and just felt to myself, you played a new position, um, right back, that's going to give you a good solid year playing, right? And ev and everyone else's focus is the boys who's playing in the 18s and then the ones who are 18s playing in the 21s, right? Or 23s or whatever it, at the time it was called. Um, and uh, I, I remember just sitting down and uh, there was there was a couple of like agents that, uh, you know, they used to pin them like in a, in a corner sort of thing. And, you know, you walk past and some people be getting their teas and stuff and be talking and going, yeah, uh, the, the, the 16s who's left, blah, blah, blah. They don't really think much of those two sort of thing. Um, Gallagher and... Yeah, Bruce. yeah, right. Uh, they're playing in the uh, in the 16s and the, the better ones are, are in with this, right? And you hear that sort of stuff and you sort of, you know, like, yeah. But it was all good. It was good because he played. Uh, and then come the end of Under 16s, um, Jody, uh, Jody Morris um, was was going to be running the show for for him. I think Jody at the time was going to be the assistant. Um, but he sort of took a fancy to Reese. And um, and this is where it comes with when when you've got good manners, extremely good manners, and um, you've got the talent with it, and you've got a parent that stays out of it, um, then somewhere along the line, someone will give your son an opportunity. If you could keep your head clean and smile and... And, and and be good and be honest and be loving. Because uh, that training ground, no one wants a problem at that training ground. People, everyone wants someone what feels that brings something to the table. And, you know, he, he obviously had that in him and the coaches liked it. And then, you know, they won the FAU Cup the next year, being his last year. He played 21s. Um, uh, he come back and played uh, in the 18s, won the FA Youth Cup at, away against Arsenal. Um, Say that with a smile on your face. Smile, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, um, yeah, it was, it, it was great. And then, and then called in, New Deal. And then it was, you know, sat down with him and he said, just get out, we, we want a loan. Yeah, that's where Wigan... Wigan, you know, spoke with the club. The club didn't really agree too much with with uh, with the loan quite now. They were was looking maybe to January time and especially thinking maybe League One. And, you know, we looked at it and felt, you know, um, we made some calls and when I met a few people and when we met uh, Paul Cook, um, we just thought, you know what, uh, this is the best out of the three. So what other teams were involved at that time? So there was Blackburn Rovers yeah. and Rotherham. So it was all the three clubs that came up from League One. That's the ones we targeted. We spoke to 
current championship clubs and no one was quite interested in him. Um, and, you know, what you've got to look at is is um, when sometimes you are young, memory is at 18, going on loan, okay, no matter how good you think you are, you're coming in as cover. Yeah. But, but you and your parents thinking you're not cover, but the club mm. are looking at you as cover. So what's the sales pitch from the club? Like, Reese, you're coming in, you're going to play a few games. Or you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna play. You're not going to play every game, but you're going to play. You're going to experience sort of men's football as well. Yeah. You have a bit of that sort of thing, you know. I remember we went and see Tony Mowbray first at Blackburn and he just told it, you know. So at the time, you look and you think to yourself, like, that is a bit, a bit, bit, a bit old school sort of mm. thing. But... Sometimes them old school, they tell you just straight how it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't like Even the message, you've like you got, you got to hear and it. And he just put it and he just said, listen, you know, you, you, you're not going to play, lad. You're not going to play, lad. <laughs> you, you know, if we're 3-0 up, you know, like, like, and we're at home, you know, you yeah. might come on for the last 20 minutes or something yeah. like that. And, you know, we're looking at it and then he was talking about you got any tattoos and blah, blah, blah and, and a few other little bits and I won't really go into it. But then you will come and you thought to ourselves, maybe that's not the place for us. Not saying he's not a good manager or a good person. I We had to make a judgment call on whether this was going to be right for Reese, knowing if it didn't work out, the fact that I engineered that loan move, mm -hmm. right, that would have brought memories back that I was a dad that wanted to be involved too much. And then that was the early stages, then dropped, then calmed down, right? And then when we said we're going to go on loan, that made them sit and think, oh, we've been down this road yeah. before, right? So it, we had to sort of like sit and think, we're going to nail this. So then we looked... We thought Rotherham, we thought now Rotherham is going to be rock bottom all season, right? We That atmosphere, nah. And then the Wigan uh, went in and I think after about two or three sessions, uh, he called me and he said, oh, the, the gaffer uh, wants me to play centre midfield. Back again, because I remember he was central mid at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, wanted to play centre midfield. And I said to him, uh, no, uh, we, we're not going to do that. Um, uh, otherwise, we go back to, to, to Chelsea. I said, um, so they must have had some sort of uh, an agreement in with it um, because the right back, the current right back who was there, would had, had just signed a new deal. And the last two seasons... He won player's player. Mm. So could you imagine an 18-year-old going into a club and someone has won player's player for the last two years in a row, yeah. right? And is and is the one of the supporters' favourites and you're, you're going in to challenge for his, mm. his position. So obviously Reese went in uh, and won the position on day one. And he done that. And the funny thing is, uh, the 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 player Nathan Burns, who was who was who was there, um, I spent a lot of time in Wigan to settle Reese and everything. 
And I remember um, there was a time I couldn't go and I felt guilty that he was going to be left, you know, on his own and everything. And um, he said to me, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with Nathan. I'm at his house having dinner. <laughs> and, and Nathan, uh, you know, an absolute proper gentleman, um, you know, he's lost his position. He's got his wife and his kids, right, his family. And he took Reese under his wing, and Reese used to go around to his family house and have meals and chill. And you sit and think to yourself, "That shows the character of a man." That shows the character of a man, right? And um, and come the January after January, Reese had a chance to leave and go to Derby with Frank. Okay, yeah, yeah. And um, it was sold to him like to leave Wigan. And I just sat and thought to myself, I said, listen, you you will play with Frank one day if it's meant to be. Um, but you know what? Wigan gave us an opportunity. And Wigan people, if you if you if you leave now, yep, people will see what you've done and you've gone for bigger, but you won't be in Wigan's heart. It'll be gone. I said, so you know what? I know there's no loyalty normally in life and in games, but there's certain parts that who you work with and you have to show that loyalty. And Wigan, we need to show that loyalty. So we're going to stay. Yeah. And we stayed. And he, uh, we ended up, um, you know, managing to help with the squad, keeping the club in the championship, which was the, the, the ultimate number one priority for the club. And um, and he he won like supporters player players player goal of the season community player he won about five trophies it was and and then with having that knowing that you nailed you played like forty five games in the championship at eighteen won all those awards coming back to Chelsea knowing that season Chelsea had the ban. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. It was everything just fell into place, sort of thing. So when people say, "Oh, you got your chance because the band," no, you had to be good to get your yeah. chance. And the whole build-up on what you've done with Wigan, and you know, lots of people uh, used to um, uh, from other clubs come and watch and and try find out what type of lad he is. And um, yeah, it was uh, it, it 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 went well. You know, we used to get super advice from Peter Reed because he was on the board at Wigan, and you know, I, I remember one one uh, um, it was a, a Tuesday evening. Reese was ill; he shouldn't even played. He was ill from the Saturday's game, and he was in bed the Monday up till the Tuesday was in bed, and it was away at Blackburn. Oh, it was, was a, Tony Mowbray still there. It was a way at Blackburn, yeah. right? And it was hammering down. And uh, Reese, you know, he was shivering, everything. And he, he got up and, and went and played. <laughs> that he, shows everything about he, the mentality. He, listen, character. Yeah. listen, he showed me certain things in him and I thought to myself, wow, you are an absolute soldier. You are, Right. So when sometimes some people tell me about they're ill or stuff, I look and sit and think, 
because I know what mm. what's really ill, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what's really ill. Yeah, yeah. And when you when you could go out there and you're shivering and you go out there and that night it was absolutely thundering, hammering down, and he 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 won player the player the match. Uh, he had a superb game, and Peter Reed tugged me and he went, "Your lad." He went, "Your lad." He went, I'm going to tell everyone, your lad is absolutely, he is absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and like, I was like, we, 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 we cuddled and, and everything. And yeah, Peter went off and told Everton, he told Manchester, he told everyone. And then the, the name started to buzz around yeah. off. And the, 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 the buzz was started People could see you as a footballer, but the next thing that people ask a lot is, what's he like? Character mm. checks. Yeah. What's he like? Mm. What's he like? Mm. And it was good feedback, good feedback, good feedback, good feedback. And all those good feedbacks coming back, it all comes back onto the desk of Chelsea. So when he came back from that loan spell... Mm. Was there any other, I don't know, Premier League teams interested thinking, you know what, this boy is ready, dominated the champ? Yeah, uh, Brighton, uh, Palace, uh, a little bit of Newcastle. But Brighton, Palace were, were you know, Palace was leading the way. And, we, you know, I honestly looked at it and thought, let's get out. The way I thought, let's get out from Chelsea and go on loan, I looked at it and thought, let's leave Chelsea now. And this would have been on a permanent yeah, I would. I yeah. At the time, Reese was young. Young yeah. Reese now is a young man. He makes decisions himself. I, yeah. I, I don't get involved. <laughs> he does his. He does his thing, um, and um, you know he has to grow, and I have to allow him, leave him to grow, because if I'm if I'm forever holding his hand, he can't make those decisions on that pitch. Mm, that's what it, they call helicopter parenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He has to be able to go into that dressing room and, and for, for for no one to sort of like, yeah, try it. No one on the pitch try it because, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. I'm a man yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. He's got to feel he's yeah. the man. Not like he's coming to me to, how do I do this? How do I do that? Because when someone puts it on you, mm. I ain't around. Mm. I'm in the stands. And that's why he's a big, he's a big you. You've got to learn to... to to do with that, yeah. and when you set the stone, then people know what 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 it's about, sort of thing. But do it with respectful. Mm -hmm. And after the game, there's no bad feelings, sort of thing. You go, you shake hands, you cuddle someone, and everybody knows that's the moment of the game. But after that, we're all brothers. Mm -hmm. We're all professionals. We respect each other. But that moment in with there, yeah, I'm fighting for my club, sort mm -hmm. of thing. I think this is this is quite intriguing because obviously he has the fantastic loan spell. I remember during the time actually Dead used to say, Poof, this Reese yeah, James guy. Used to tell him all my, the time. My gosh, he's gonna be the next up. But in terms of like obviously you said let's leave Chelsea. So what made you guys come to the decision to say, you know what, this is this is the home for Reese? Um you can never you, you can never turn around and say anywhere's the home for you. Even your house. Where you live, you could look. You could look. Yeah, you don't at pay it. that mortgage for a few months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, or you get bored of it, or you outgrow it, yeah. or whatever. 
But at the time, mm. you know, as we sort of looked at it, you know, um, I looked and thought, yes, go. He had a chat with Frank at the time, and Frank said, "You're going to be you're going to be a part of the squad," sort of thing. And that was the that was the turning point on like um, that that discussion wasn't with me, okay. That discussion wasn't Reese coming to me and asking me. It was a, it was a time that Reese was telling me what he was going to do, and it was like they're gonna I'm going to be in the first team squad, um, and um, yeah, and I've gone okay, great, and then um, you know you, you you meet you meet Aspie, and you just look him. You know he said your son's like absolutely. He's brilliant, and I'm gonna look after him. And you just sit and think, you couldn't ask for anyone better who to learn off as a as a player, as a what he served for Chelsea, as as a person, and and as he is as a professional, and every just every, how he everything he does about himself as a family man, and and um, and I just thought if Reese could take everything out of what Aspie's got and put it into your own chapter and 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 go and when he said he's gonna he's gonna stay at Chelsea um it was like okay let's let's see sort of thing but even though you know his ability you're still sort of like you know I, I would say probably over the last what year honest to God I stopped kicking balls for him. Okay, so you know, Reese, you can I used handle. To, it, yeah. I, I used to watch him. Yeah, and I was I was probably at the ninety minutes when that's up, right? If you checked my heart rate and and everything, I'd probably done more running than he's done on the pitch, <laughs> sort of thing, because you'd be kicking things for him, you'd be running for him, you'd be heading, you'd be doing everything for him. And over the last couple of years, you know, you, you, you've learned to just sort of like, this is him. This is his, this is his world. I can't influence nothing. Yeah. He's not playing for me. He's playing for himself and his manager. He has to play for his manager. If you don't play for your manager, you don't play in the team. Yeah. Sort of thing. So I, now I, 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 when I go, I go and, and, and enjoy and watch, you know. What you just pray for now is when you, you're playing that he comes off the pitch healthy, then he plays he has he plays well and then and then the performance, you know, that's how you look at it as a parent. You know, the health, his own personal performance, and then what comes after that is the team performance. I think you summarise sort of Reese's journey mm-hmm. eloquently, perfectly. But I know there's a lot of parents that are going to be listening in or watching. During those times of adversity, when he was 12, 13, how was Reese? Because I know you mentioned you were sort of angry, but you kept it at the front door. You didn't allow it to get into Reese's mind. How was he? Was he coming back with feedback? Oh, I'm not playing. Or how did you manage that? Um, yeah, he'd come back and he's not playing and and. Um, you just have to just, you know, it, it very, it's very, very difficult. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult um, um, 
in with that. Um, but you 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 look at his me knowing his his ability and how he could deal with football. There's lots of good kids out there, right? Um, but you need to be exceptional on the ball, sort of thing. And I always looked and thought, <coughs> um, you know, you will you you will get your your opportunity. You know, you just got to be patient. Just keep working hard in training, um, and you just have to just keep delivering that. Um, but you know, the, when you think that the quiet was tough, is going through a big part of that time, and he's not living at home. He was living in digs. So, um, you you're not even in a position to give him a cuddle at night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like when you're when 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 you know every parent and our babies are are in pain. Okay, regardless, they've got a cold or they they you know got fever. You 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 take care of them, sort of thing. When when you're going through that period and he's sleeping in in someone else's bed, and you just see him just at the weekend, right? And at that weekend, it could be he's played five minutes, so he hasn't played at all, sort of thing. That's painful, sort of thing, you know. But it's something that, you know, right or wrong, it's a part of the development in with you, um, where you are, and we, as as parents, we just need to keep supporting, um, all the way, you know. So. Um, you know, I remember. I'll never forget this. I remember he had a phone call. He made a phone call. So the day when uh, he had, he was doing GCSEs. He had, he had a few exams that afternoon. Uh, an exam in that afternoon, and um, we had a meeting in the morning. We had our meeting first, and it was to talk about whether um, you you're going to get your scholarship. Right, um, or your or pro with it, even though they told you when you're 14 that you've got a scholarship and a pro, but now we're really at the age now where it could be, even though we said that we think you're going to struggle, but there's a couple of clubs that want you, right? So we sat down and, and they said like it was a a mixed bag, 50-50 bag, someone saying that uh, to keep him, yeah. and another 50 bag says maybe let him go. They went with the fact that we're going to keep you because when you started there at seven, eight years of age, well, six, if we said we're going to give you a scholarship, would you have like taken it? And we went, yeah. And then they said, right, well, we're going to offer you your scholarship. You haven't got a pro yet, but we're going to give you a scholarship. He called me a couple of hours later and said, he went, uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all got their pro contracts and it hurt him right because they were saying I don't care about my exam this afternoon because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pro yeah right yeah that was one of the real toughest parts where you gotta you gotta sort of like and you're on the phone you gotta try comfort your boy to go and deliver and be positive to do his exam yeah, 
where his teammates are dancing that they've got pro deals, right? And, um, you know, thank God he he had good temperament and he could take that on board um, and not show his frustration that he didn't get nothing to his friends. Yeah. So he right. had to like, so it's, oh, I'm happy for you then mm. sort of deal with the situation deal with himself. The, yeah. Deal with it himself. And pass his exams. And pass it. Because that's another thing as well that parents will want to sort of hear from you. How do you balance the football and the education? And also, if you've got a child, again, football is a, a billion pound industry. A lot of parents, I'm not sure if you heard about Project Mbappe that people try and do. Like basically, ever since their child's born, they um, give them boots and say, "This, but you have to make it as a footballer." How do you sort of balance that? Right. So, um, w- with everything that's that's how hard it is, like, um, and it's 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 getting harder uh, to to, uh, to 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 get there. Um, there's players that will get in the, the League Two and 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 uh, you know League One and maybe bounce get around the Championship. You know, I've got I've got a lad who who's been with me since uh, ten years of age. He's twenty one. He plays in the Championship. Huddersfield. Yes. Yep. You know the lad. Yeah. yeah. From uh, AFC Wimbledon. Jack Widoni. Yeah. Yep. Right. So I've had him since ten years. He's like my son. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a, I've got quite a few. They're all my my. And when I say like my son, I'd say my son because uh, they they've done what I've asked them to do. They do what I tell them to do, and they don't sort of like question it. Their parents haven't questioned it. They've just done it. So there's a a massive love and trust in with that, and that love and trust is there. That it's 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 there. It's solid sort of thing. Um, and you know, some one of my other coaches turned around and said to me, like, you know, he's like 21, he's played like about 170 league games under his belt, and you know, he he plays he played in every one at Huddersfield. Like, how's how's that? Did you see him having that? And I said, his development, he's playing the championship. If he started, if he was to have started in like a uh, a Fulham or a, uh, a Palace or a bigger, bigger club, a Chelsea, maybe he wouldn't have got to the level where he's at today, because the standards of what the players were at those clubs, he wasn't at that standard, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so it's knowing the level for you to to, to 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 develop at sort of thing and like he got he got let go from Palace when he was 10 and you know AFC Wimbledon was at the beginning of something that they were building mm-hmm. so it's like going to a non-league club no disrespect <laughs> yeah because yeah, 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 yeah. they were a non-league yeah. club just yeah, started yeah, yeah yeah right so so when you have that, and I think when they first started, they used to charge, they used to charge the the, the parents uh, for training, even though they, they were a, a professional club. Mm-hmm. And after a year or two, that all stopped. But that's how they sort of built into it. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I, she would say to me, the parents would sit and say, you know, what about Fulham? Like thinking, could they go to Fulham down the road? And you're like, no, he's, he's, you'll get sort of eaten up in mm. there. You know, what he needs to be is being an environment what's not expecting anything. Yeah. 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 And letting him grow and him growing, he's trained with us. So his extra sessions that he was getting, he would train with like Reese, uh, you know, in with there, um, and a few of the other boys that used to come in. The standard was was extremely high. Um, what he'd work with, um, so that's where he was getting his one to one, his his uh, personal training, and it just sort of grew with that. He grew into that. He had a um, uh, he was out for nearly eighteen months with a um, with a back problem, sort of thing. Um, that was a difficult part for him to get through to nurture him. Um, comes through all of that, plays in the in the eighteens, twenty ones, goes out on loan to non league, comes back, plays, sits on the bench for probably about twenty games, doesn't get a game, being frustrated, yeah, that mm. keeping your head, yeah, yeah. that's the tough right. part, yeah, that's yeah. the tough part, the tough, yeah, because you're happy to be on the bench the very first bit, yeah, but then after job. when the team's losing, <laughs> you could start losing respect for the manager, mm. yeah. Right, the players, and you start walking around with like a, a little chip on the face, mm. push up face. Yeah, that's what they're calling that, it. <laughs> yeah. That push up face will kill you. Yeah, if a player's got it and the parents got it, you're yeah. dead. Blacklisted. Yeah. You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. Forget it. You know, Nigel. Just moving, moving on a little bit. I want to speak about Lauren because obviously you've gone through all the trials and tribulations with Reese in terms of the adversity, the rejection, the potentially leaving Chelsea. So what what did you learn from that experience and how did you pass that on to your daughter? Um, so basically, uh, Reese learned off me on this one because he walked out of, of, um, of, of uh, Reading. He, he had a opportunity there, but just, just decided one day, just decided, doesn't want to do it no more. Sort of thing. Mm. Right. So, so as a family, you've you've gone through having a difficult period on having the oldest that everyone looks up to, also is very talented, and decides doesn't want to do it no more, right? For whatever reasons. So, how do you deal with that as a parent? Is it just support? Listen, whatever you want to do, I got your back. Or were you trying to talk him into it? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you try to talk him uh, to to change things, but at the end of the day, um, everyone's got their own mind, and um, you know, you could go from a, that little boy to a young man, but we're still thinking you're a little boy, and you're a young man, and you've got your own what you want to do, and you have to respect that, even though it it sort of killed me and kills me now to feel that if you'd have continued playing, I know where you would have ended up, sort of thing. You would have ended up, you would have ended up where your brother is, sort Mm. of thing. Yeah. Wow. Right? Um, Do you know? So, so, having that support, it's like, regardless, 
what you're going to do, I'm still going to love you. <laughs> yeah, still going to love you either way. So, um, Reese had picked that up. Lauren, seeing the whole picture, she's seeing what what you need to do um, and what you definitely shouldn't be doing, sort of thing. <laughs> seeing it all mm. by just like that little girl just watching it all, hearing conversations, hearing arguments, right? It, there's a picture of the whole thing that, you know, you're not going to sit there and say it's all, you know, happy, rosy and everything. It's real, real life yeah. sort of thing. Um, and, um, and you know, for her, her, her bit of her development, um, you know, she started off at Chelsea, then um, we sort of uh, moved her to Arsenal and um, moved her to Arsenal and, and um, you know, Lauren um, uh, used to... Arsenal, Arsenal, uh, what they done, they... She was, she was too good to train with the Arsenal girls when she first went in. So they tried a little thing and they tried to... Pedro, who was the manager at the time, uh, he, a Spanish guy, uh, he brought her in to train with the women. And Lauren must have been probably about uh, 14. And they tried to do like this day release thing. Yeah. So um, she stayed in the digs for a couple of nights. Uh, she come in, they got a tutor to, to tutor her and she trained with the women. So, so it's all good hearing it, but when you look at it, your fourteen-year-old daughter is now training with like, like women who are like thirty-five, twenty-eight, like grown women. Yeah. Right. So, when you're on the pitch, you're on the pitch, and it's like football, but off the pitch, mm. yeah, you've got nothing really in common. You got yeah. you got nothing in common. So what people would see is. This this little girl, sort of thing, and some could sort of take it and put their arm around her, and some could look at it and say, "You shouldn't be here. You should be at school, mm. right?" Um, and she'd pick she'd pick the good bits up from someone, the negative parts up from someone, and then the manager he left. Another manager came in, and um, you know. There was a game that she played in. She's uh, the manager let her took a penalty. Um, she took a took a penalty. The next day, senior players, um, senior players, um, uh, didn't like it at the time. Um, and then, and then they asked her, they for her to be removed from the first team squad at Arsenal. And to sort of go back into like the academy, mm. um, and um, then they came up with a solution that she trained with the Arsenal academy boys. Okay, of yeah. a similar age. Yeah, so so she went and trained when she was fourteen. Trained with the boys who were fourteen mm. academy boys, and um, it was a big thing because this has never happened before. Wow. Like a girl mm. training with the boys. Um, and uh, you know, some parents didn't like it, sort of thing. Um, 
and she done that and to be honest she was superb she done very well then the end of that season come along uh you know um when she was like 15 and a half um come to the end and um then Arsenal turned around and said but the boys thing that will still do that but you're not going to be with the women you're going to go back and be with the academy girls bear in mind Lauren when Lauren arrived there with girls she always played with girls who were like two years older than her right even three years mm. right and now to end up playing with girls your own age group I looked at that and thought it's a demotion yeah sort of thing so we looked at it and um, um, we needed to leave so we knew we couldn't go back to Chelsea now because even though you're technically good you're not going to play in Emma's team because you're a little girl you've got to be you've got to be you've got to have something about you and be and and it's like you know when you say you're becoming established you've got to be an established player to sort of play in these these teams so we looked at it and we thought Lauren needs a championship club but where do you put her because for the standards and um, then then there was the talk on West Ham starting um, and Man United and Man United um, um, the agent who, who she worked with at the time um, um, was superb at putting that together Um she done really well. Um, Georgie, who does a lot of the women's, she's, uh, um, yeah, what she does, she's she done superb for Lauren for that period for that. Um, and we went to Manchester, Lauren was 16. She, she was the, the youngest in that squad mm. when they first put that squad out um, and played um, first season in the championship. They won that. I think she got the opening goal, the opening goal in the championship for the club, and when they got promoted to the to the to the top league, she got the opening goal in that, um, and yeah, so I believe she had like three real good, good years in, in Manchester, that sort of gave her the platform um, for her to uh, to go and showcase her talent because it was always she has potential she's got potential and she sort of showed that in with that and then when she got to uh, that level then uh, Chelsea thought you know what now you've done what you've what you needed to do now we're going to bring you home and now I'm going to uh, polish you up mm -hmm. and um, and to be honest Emma and her staff and everything at Chelsea has just been, not just saying this, has been absolutely first class. So I know she's in the best hands. Um, she had a very good coach, Casey Stone. Uh, at, at United. At United. Um, and yeah, that that sort of was like a, a mum that was like taking my baby from London to Manchester and said I know everything about your daughter 
I know all the good bits, I know all the bad bits, I'm going to work her, I'm going to nurture her. And when when the timing was just was just right, Casey was was decided to step down. When she decided to step down, it was right for Chelsea to take Lauren. Yeah, so it's like I've done my job with Lauren. Now you can go back home. Now you can go, now you can go back home, and then and then Emma's taken over as 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 second mama. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we see the way Lauren's career is progressing. Again, she got called up for the England squad to play in the World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So how does that feel, having like two international kids playing for their countries? Listen, it's, it's you know, I still, I pinch myself every day and sit and think to myself, like, you know, but it's, it's, it's something that you, you've, you've got used to it, you know, now. Um, and yeah, it's great to, to, to have Reese fulfilling his dreams, Lauren fulfilling her dreams, um, and I carry on fulfilling my dreams on developing the next generation. And in terms of like managing the spotlight, um, for me, Reese James, one of the best fullbacks in the world, um, Lauren James, I think she's world-class already as well. How difficult has it been to manage the spotlight and the scrutiny and people trying to get involved in the here and there to do stuff with you? Um, to be honest, it's, uh, it's, I'm, I've gone, I've met a lot of people. I've met a lot of people that, um, will tell you what you want to hear. Um, I don't trust anyone. I, I, I really don't. Um, I have a it's hard for me to trust people Um, very 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 hard Um, and I think where I am now um, you know someone comes to me and someone says they could do this or do that yeah there's a what's in it for them and when 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 you're not playing ball for them even though you've set it out from the start yeah, this is how we operate. This is how we work as a family. They go, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they're still trying to nibble to try turn things. Or someone will come to you and say, oh, we want to do commercial stuff with the kids. And you say, okay, what could this, the kids like this. This is what they like, sort of thing. So, for example, I'm going to sit and say, do you know what? Just to safeguard the kids and everything, yeah, me and you are going to work together. So you can't run off and say you do Reese and Lauren, yeah, because you just be advertising you do that. Then have a, the rest of the world think you're good, mm. right? Mm. So so we're not going to go down that road. Me and you are going to have a deal, okay? Yeah. Right? And then in that time, you're working with the father, yeah, so now, you get to assess and analyse. Oh, so, yeah, so, yeah. so I'll turn around and sit and say, okay, you go and find what what I know they like. I'm going to tell you what they like. Yeah, lifestyle. Go and find lifestyle. Go and find watches. Go and find cars. Go Dr- find... Clothes. Go, 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 <laughs> go and find that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then you present that to me. Then we can have a chat. Right? Mm. And if I see it and it's good, then I go and present it to the kids. Okay. And then when I present it to the kids, 
then you get introduced to the kids. So you act as like an intermediary, like a middle, middle, sort of, a yeah. hub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. safety net. Mm. The, because when you sit and think, I've had it before, and I, someone will come to me and they'll say, yeah, yeah, we could do this, and it all sounds brilliant. Then you introduce your kids to them, right? And then for somewhere along the line, they don't deliver, right? So if I keep doing that, the next time I pick the phone up to my kids and say I've got someone, they sit and think, Dad, give <laughs> yeah, it. I'm laughing at you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They look and think, like, what's... What, 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 joke, Dad, right? like, do you know what I mean? Is You drink too much rum or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, like, um, so, so, going back, you, I've met loads that, that sort of, like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fake. A um, lot of charlatans in, yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot. And a few of them will know, like, how I am and, and not to bother <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. It, word gets out, yeah. not to bother sort of thing. Don't, because you're not going to get the kids sort of thing. Yeah. And it's that safety net just to, and then sometimes they don't get me that way, so they will try to target my kids' friends. Yeah to try get an angle in that way, <laughs> right? But then at the end oh, of the day... Well, right? it gets back to you. Yeah, because how you look at it, when 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 someone who who is not family and close friends, yeah, they, they knock my front door. If someone doesn't knock the back door and tries to walk in the back door, they're an intruder. So... Mm. I take when people don't mm. come to me and they try to go the the, the route right, around right, the yeah. houses, <laughs> then you're an intruder. So you know what happens to intruders if they try to come in mm. and if you catch mm. them, right? So I have to have a, a proper word with them and just say, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. come on, yes, yeah. let's behave now. Up, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> knock the front door because this is the way everyone needs to knock. And come in and talk. So it just sets things up. But the whole thing is, is protecting the kids sort of thing. So in terms of like agents, because this will be another question for parents. I speak to agents. I speak to parents. Parents, they don't trust agents. The ones I speak to, they always say, oh, listen, they're out for their gain. They're not necessarily got my child's best interests at heart. Whereas agents, they will say, listen, oh, this person, they don't. Obviously, they love their child, but in terms of that expertise that's needed to navigate a Listen, career, you've got, they don't have it. You, you, you know, you've got, you know, you've got. What's a good agent? What's a bad agent? It's a, it's a very, very uh, delicate uh, question on what's good, what's bad. Um, you know, there was a period when I was looking at and thinking, who could I get to work with? With, with my kids so for example if we start with Lauren okay so um, I oversee everything okay um, but I'd also have someone that does the day-to-day stuff uh, the stuff that goes in to negotiate the contract because those parts in with that being in there it's too emotional as for a parent to take on board mm-hmm. Because that give and take on someone saying, we don't think your son's worth that, you could take it personally, yeah. sort of thing. So you need to come eliminate yourself from that sort of stuff 
and you know you've got the good people to go and do that and you know what what you're looking for and it's just a negotiation mm-hmm. but I pull myself out of that because you don't want to hear someone say something you want them to hear saying all the good things yeah right <laughs> so so with Lauren we we were um with 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 a um an, an agent and uh when um we moved Lauren to Manchester she was with an agent um and we'd done some sort of commercial stuff with someone else and he also lived in Manchester now off the back off when covid kicked in and stuff um this guy he was like um he was good at his job um but but the key thing is he understood Lauren and they become a a trust of a support that he was so I'm Lauren's in Manchester I'm in London um where my baby girl is in Manchester right so if there's a problem yeah he's was the first person to go and support her mm. so it could be she had a blowout on her car tire sort of thing right she'll call me and I'm like panicking I'm in London yeah, yeah. <laughs> right we're talking 10 o'clock at night mm. so her agent yeah he gets out of his bed he goes down assists so with all of that you look and you think you're more than an agent you're someone that actually really cares about the Lauren yeah right so on that side of that you look and you think what he's done and how he's looked after you look and you think there's no one else who could ever fit into that role mm. right mm. um so so we've gone down the road because he's he's excellent at what he does and he's there to support her and sometimes you need that sort of adversity to see what people are really about mm, real. some people just yeah. run around sleeping didn't see your call <laughs> didn't see but your for call. him to like go out of his yeah. comfort zone and help that yeah. shows that this is real yeah and and then you know I met going on for Reese. I met nearly every agent you could think of and um, you know some could say that I um, I sort of flirted with them right and yeah you do you 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 go out for dinner. You uh, you enjoyed the the steak. Where you enjoyed you the wine. Where did you go, Nigel? Where did you go? You know me. I went everywhere. What were you picking the restaurants as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mayfair. Yeah, I did. Uh, Mayfair was like my home. <laughs> oh, you're back. <laughs> right, and you go and you you you're getting a feel of people, sort of thing, and. One of the key things I was looking at at, at a crucial part, um, I was I was looking for someone, someone who could uh, could influence the situation. I didn't want someone who, just because it's Reese James and where he is today, because everyone anyone could could sort of manage that, mm. right? Do you know what I mean? It's easy now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fairly easy. for himself. Yeah. yeah, sort of thing. But like, you always look and sit and think, 
on the way in, and then there's a period what goes through a rocky time, and then there's the period that goes on the way out. And that key person or organisation, do they have the skills for all of that? Mm-hmm. Right? And, 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 and you look and you sit and think, so there's, there's the one-man band agent, yeah? You look and you think to yourself, you're good until that client gets so big, he's too big for you, that you're in the field and you've got your, your, your one sniper and then you've got an organisation that's got about 40 snipers. Who's mm. going to win? Who's snipers? Yeah. The 40 snipers. Yeah. They're gonna get, eventually going to get that child, that mm. player, mm. right? So you look and I sit and think to myself, so we need someone that's going to influence, yeah, know the market, know the levels, yeah, in England and abroad, yep. Then there's a trust that you build up with the relationship over time in with that. And you have that and then, you know, we 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 just grew with them sort of thing. They're the ones that put that influence situations that put Reese could have gone to Palace or gone to another club. Um when when they're sitting down in front of Chelsea because they've managed top players before, they, there's a respect because we know that you've you, you're not jumping on this mm. for your first deal, mm. big deal. Mm. You've you've this done this. This is what you do. So because this is what you do, yeah. Got of course, it. you've got to be paid for it. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. So when when. When parents, when a, a kid's young, that first agent, I normally look at things and think, there's not many that has that first agent and they end up staying with that first one all the way through. And it all depends on how how involvement the parents are because sometimes now these days parents want 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 things mm-hmm. out of out of the deals. Or like a car, a house, yeah, or yeah, yeah. you hear yeah, little yeah, things, yeah. you hear it on the circuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little things like yeah. that. But you know, a lot of those stuff used to go on quite a bit, but it, you know, it, it, it's got, it's got harder to, 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 for agents to be giving those things out, mm. sort of thing, you know, but yeah, you hear things, but you don't know. Because I know, Reese recently signed a new deal and there was talk about Real Madrid and stuff like that. Was that true that Real Madrid wanted to sign him? Listen, I was just I was just gobsmacked just as you was. Yeah. I read things, you look at things. Now I don't read things anymore because <laughs> yeah, until someone rings my phone, yeah. yeah, or tells the people I work with what the deal is, yeah. Then, then you take something seriously. But you know, uh, Reese is a top player, so I'm sure you know most clubs that would want to sign him, sort of thing. But right now, yeah, and I don't see anything changing. He's a Chelsea player, and until if Chelsea wants to sell him, yeah, then it's like anything. Mm. You know, if a club doesn't want to work with you anymore and for some reason they want to get rid of you then you go mm-hmm. but if they want you yeah he's a, he's been there since six years of age his ambition is to wear the armband mm-hmm. and captain the side 
and you know it broke his heart the season that we've had sort of thing just gone and you know coming off the pitch losing yeah, games yeah. It, 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 it real hurt him sort of thing do you know mm. I'm sure it hurt a lot of players but mm. I can't speak for the others all yeah. I can speak for is for knowing how painful it was for my son to sort of like feel his club mm. yeah yeah. Yeah, like you can see it sometimes when he's on the sideline, just looks broken, honestly. Yeah, it was so, like... so Nigel, how do you assess it? Because this is unique. You're a parent, you're a coach, and you can sort of look and gauge in terms of the Chelsea performances. Is it as simple as you bought too many players, they need time to gel? I I I, I try not to get too too involved yeah, yeah. with with um what comes in and what goes out. Yeah. Um you know, you know. I personally know the the a lot of the the, the people who who are bought, and obviously they're not they these people are no one's idiots, and they've got a reason why they bought those players in. So, you know, it's like it's it's just went through. It's, it was just a bad a bad spell, a bad spell. It doesn't mean they're bad players, just a bad spell, and the bad spell with manager changing mm. this that. Maybe not enough, like experienced leaders mm-hmm. in around sort of thing. A lot of young players, um, you know. But you know, new managers in. Um, I'm sure there's going to be new signings that's going to come in. Okay, and yeah, I I I feel positive. I've I've been positive even though they were losing. Yeah. Mm, so have you had like any sort of like conversations with the new gaffer because? Maurizio Pochettino is a manager that I rate very, very highly. We saw what he done at Tottenham, you know, getting the young players, getting, you know, Tottenham to a Champions League final. So have you had any sort of like contact with, with the new Gaffer? No, no, mm. no. Um, well, you're talking, have I had or... or Reese, yeah, because normally you hear yeah, managers call... Do, do, do you know something, right? The, the relationship I have with my son, if, my, if, if we're sitting together... And he tells me something, mm. yeah. Then we talk about it. If he doesn't tell me, I don't ask him. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, it's like that's his work. Mm. It's his work, yeah. Sort of thing. And if there's something like they could be, if say for example, if you saw on the news that there was an argument between two players, and the cameras picked up that it was in the dressing room or something. And you see, you see a glimpse of him on the side, so you know he was there. If you said to him, "Oh, what happened in the dressing room?" he would say, "Oh, I didn't see it." <laughs> That's what Arsene Wenger used to do. Yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I didn't see it. So you just sort of like that's his private stuff. That's his business. Yeah, and just the same way, I'll never sit and really say to him like, "Ah, oh, that player's no good," because that's his teammates. Yeah, don't disrespect his... No one wants to hear that. Yeah. The worst thing you could do is sit down watching a game and someone is saying, ah, oh, that boy is crap or blah, blah, right? And they're talking about your son. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. that's painful. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's painful sort yeah. of thing. So, yeah, I, I don't get too involved. Mm. I just, just leave him. When I see him, just make sure he's all right. He's good. He says he's good. 
Happy days. <laughs> Another person I want to talk about, because um, I'm sure you would have, or you would know the family, is uh, Mason Mount. I know him and Reese are particularly close, and he looks like his time at Chelsea is coming to an end with Manchester United, you know, ready to sign him. Like, how has that been watching Mason's journey from, you know, young kid to, you know, Chelsea player week in, week out? Oh, Mason's a great player. He's a great kid. Uh, family is superb. Um, but, you know, there's all this speculation that he's going, but in football, you never know. Until he's actually, actually seen with a United shirt on, I won't believe it. I'd mm. still think he's a, <laughs> he's a Chelsea. Okay, because at the end of the season, like when they were sort of playing their last home game, you could sort of see him like almost in tears. Like, wow, this is the last time I'm going to be at Stamford Bridge. So if you're picking up on body language and stuff like that, you'd have to say, that's it. No, you know, I'm... I've learned so much in football, you just never know, mm. sort of thing. Mm. Because, you know, Chelsea want a certain fee, and so they should, because Mason's a top player. And if it doesn't, if the two clubs don't agree with it, then what happens? Then he comes in, he does pre season with Chelsea, and then he scores a few goals pre season. He scores the first goal against. Is it Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. that's our yeah. team. So, <laughs> so we're going to be at yeah, loggerheads yeah, right. for the first game. He scores the first goal against Liverpool and it's all forgotten about. Yeah. And then he's he's back on. Mm. And that's just how the game could be. So, yeah. no, it's very, it's very, very funny because when you said something earlier, it, it stuck in my mind and you're like, Reese James played his first game at right back and he pinged the ball 40 yards to a certain Callum Hudson-Odoi. And when I speak to contacts within the game, people that have worked at Chelsea, people that have been around Chelsea, they've said this kid has the most talent that they have ever seen from a Chelsea Academy player. Who, Callum? Callum. 100%. 100%. 100%. Why hasn't he fulfilled that talent? Um, I would say, you know... Uh, Coming through the academy, um, Callum was. If Callum played in the team, he basically said, We've won the game. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we've won the game. Um, he'll take players, it turned them inside out. Um, yeah, he's, he had the, the, the confidence from young doing that. Um, um, great kid with it. Um, and we could sit here and many people have their opinions or why, but that's 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 the game for you. You just don't know, yeah? And it's moments in this game, right? As an academy player, yep, he had lots of moments on being special. He's still a special player now, but he has moments where things haven't worked for him, sort of thing, but he's still a top player. And, you know, you pick up a couple of injuries and... And you lose form, and we got, everyone's got to remember we're all human beings, and there's there's a confidence inside you, yeah, that you may look like you're confident, but inside you you could be not so confident, and you just need to get that runner games, and for the club to give you those runner games, and for you to go again, sort of thing. So, you know, he he's a top player, and he'll be he'll always be a top player, and until he stops playing football. Because I want to go back to your main role, which is parent. 
and people listening and watching this will say, you know what, Nigel's got two kids that are operating at the top of their craft. He must have a blueprint. So what would your sort of advice be to parents that have like young kids that are trying to make their way up in terms of navigating that? Because from speaking to you today, your decision-making has just been elite throughout their career. Certain moments where they could have left, you advise them to maybe stay or picking the right loan move with Lauren sort of navigating her from Arsenal, going to my, everything has been sort of pinpoint accurate. So would you say it's luck or how would you? There's, you, 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 there's an element of a, a tiny little bit of luck, but you, you make those lucks by, by being in situations. If you're no good, then you're not in the door to have the luck. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Right. So, 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 to, to to be in the door to be considered to have the luck, yeah. The key things, one of the key things we used to drill on is ball comfort. You have to be comfortable on that ball. Mm. Right? You can't you, there's players playing out there was just okay. Reese said something the other day much long ago and said like Lauren's probably yeah, uh she's probably got more technique than some players he he's he's played against in the Premier League. And that was like that was like a big statement, mm. and he knows technique. Yeah, yeah. What's 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 right sort of thing. Um, so technique, um, what is something that I've always I've always drilled on because you could have you could be abroad on holiday, and uh, you're sitting on the beach laying down. And you see two kids doing kick-ups or skills, okay? And you will draw that attention by seeing what they're good at. Because they're good at ball comfort, skills. If you see two kids who couldn't even do one kick-up between them, yeah, you carry on like resting with your sunglasses <laughs> on, sort of thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that ball comfort, regardless where you are in the world, it represents elite and everyone's go wants to have elite so you do with that lauren spent hours and hours on on dealing with so some i always look to say something that is simple a simple if we're talking of a simple pass and a simple pass to you okay if we're gonna look to like do this repetit all the time and we're doing this like forever and forever right for long periods those long periods yeah it's the, the exercise should still remain simple not like the longer you do it mm. you start getting sloppy mm. and then you start showing so we used to work on things for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and building the mindset repetition 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 and working it and um and then you know it just becomes like natural to you sort of thing but it's the early ages these things need to go in. So what's the key ages? Because I speak to some people, they start at, I don't know, six, seven, then there's others that start 14, 15. So where, where would you say is that sweet spot? Before 14. Before 14. Yeah. Before 14. Yeah. You've, you've really got to put those hours in before 14. Mm. So when you're 14, it's showing, basically. You've... From- yeah, you've, you've yeah. got to be able to 
to yeah to do with that ball nice and not look at and sit and think he's a position positions you play in a position but you, your, your job might not be in the position that you've been playing all your life mm-hmm. sort of thing do you know you just you've got to be able to be a footballer mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, I just wanted to ask, how, how is Reese? Because I know, obviously, in the past season or so, he's had some niggles, and I know he wants to be playing much more than he has at the moment. So, so how is he looking ahead yeah. of the season? What I get from him, all good, Dad. Um, I know he went and trained. Uh, he's, he's he's done some training abroad. Um, he's he's back um, and just getting himself ready for the season you know it's the same thing so I'm his father and I don't know where he's at <laughs> right all I know he says to me all good so it's like the same thing all good <laughs> so I just take it as that all good it's his work but as we all know this job comes with highs and lows yeah so when it's on a high do you know a high you know you watch Man City pick up the European Cup right and I look and I'm like and I was sitting with some friends and they were like I can't believe they done that mm. and then I'm like going come in my office I'll put in my office and I got a picture of me Reese, and Lauren and I'm holding the European Cup and I said that was me a few years ago so I know what that feeling feels like yeah I was on that pitch Sort of thing, mm. loving it. Meeting the owner, Roman, yeah. yeah. Meeting Tuchel, meeting all the all the boys, loving it. Yeah. Sort of thing. I know what that that feeling, what it feels like, and yeah, it was. But that's that. That's the moment. So, that's the moment, and I enjoy the moment, and don't get too excited about it, because there's another part of the, the career that it's where you might have the injuries and you're not playing and you can't be too down. So in, ter- in terms of the injuries, they seem to be recurrent. So have you got to the bottom of it or have Chelsea, Reese got to the bottom of it? Because as a fan, I just like seeing him ping that ball, free kicks, <laughs> long range shot. I want to see more of it. It's so, like I'm being deprived of <laughs> you know, seeing some football enjoy. It's the same here. And it's, it's another thing as a father he's not in my hands no more. Mm-hmm. He's in the hands of Chelsea Football Club. So, so I can't, I can't question to say like, have you not done this? Of course they're going to do it. They've got the, they've got the top people to make sure to get it right. Well, you'd think they, they have yeah. sort of thing. So, if you, if you're banging the door down asking too many questions, what happens? They think what? You're a, uh, you, you're not going to let this go sort of thing so I've got a if anyone's got any questions to ask he has to ask the question yeah. the club yeah. sort of thing mm. and if he comes to me and asks me what do you think dad then I will tell him what I think or if he doesn't come to me then there's no need to to to, to cause an issue over something he's got it under control that's his work and we just leave it so I want to sort of no, I just wanted to ask one more. Okay. Um, yeah, so obviously you've got 
probably a vested interest in the right back position and we are both Liverpool supporters and <laughs> you know where this is going you know where this is going <laughs> I want to speak about Trent Alexander-Arnold when you watch him like do you think this is just a world-class talent do you show Reese that Reese? this is the competition at England because there's trips there's Walker there's Walker there's Trent there's do you know they're all talented they, mm. you, right as a football man Right, I look and I look at them all, and I says they've all got different qualities, yeah. all got different qualities in with it, right? And um, England's blessed to have all five. Is it five? Yeah, five and there's more, and there's more coming, sort of thing. Yeah. Right, they're blessed to have this, mm. you know. But you know, I wouldn't want to be Gareth Southgate to have the headache on keeping everyone happy but on one hand it's great that you've got all this talent to play look the other day they put Trent in centre midfield sort of thing try him out with that you know and you just never know whether what the what what the plan is everyone's got their own sort of view on the debate over who's the best right back mm. but one thing that's consistent everyone says that Reese is the most balanced defensively he's on point and the tackling is he's he's on point. Whereas yeah. with Trent, you know, the goal contributions yeah. and stuff like that. But defensively, sometimes. Of sometimes he can have a lapse in concentration. Yep, yep. Um, but, you know, he, he can have that. But what are we going to look at? Trent is, a, is an absolute top, top, top class player. Mm. World um, class for you? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he... he He's, he's world class. Uh, um, Walker, world class. They're all world class players, sort of thing. Otherwise, they wouldn't be where they are today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. true. You yeah. know, yeah. and you know, I'm 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 one to sort of like, unless you've 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 done it yourself, or you've coached that level, you shouldn't have an opinion. But isn't that like a snobbery? Oh, you're a fan. You can't speak about that. Yeah, but it's it's, it's <laughs> how it is. I look at it and sit and think, sometimes we could go over the top a little bit. Oh. And we're now saying, and you sit and think to yourself, like, who are what, you? What do you know? Yeah, you are. Like, who are you to say that? What, 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 yeah. what do you know? How do you know what is world class? My definition is this player will get into like a world eleven or be on the bench. That's simple. That's simple. Yeah. But but sometimes we won't appreciate mm. the pass because if you've if you've played and coached, you could understand the quality of that pass, and that pass isn't so simple, and that player makes it look simple. Yeah. And we could just look and go. Oh, it's a good pass. No, it ain't just a good pass. That's an exceptional yeah, pass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's field. interesting because when you speak to players, they'll say teammates, names of teammates that you'll think, oh, no, I didn't mm. really think he was at that level, but they appreciate the work. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, so when I look at them, I, I look and I sit and think, yeah, you all, you all bring something to the table, sort of thing. But yeah. You know. I wanted to end this conversation talking about you with your elite academy because you spoke about obviously your time at Reading, Fulham, but we haven't mentioned your own sort of company that you currently run. So if you want to talk to us a bit about that. So we're based in uh, like New Morden, Wimbledon. Um, you know, we've been there for, you know, 15, 
15, 16, 17 years now. Um, you know, we've got probably over about 350 kids in the program. Um, we train, we have kids uh, in on Monday, when uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Fridays are main night where everyone's in, uh, as young as six years of age up to 18 in. Um, I've got the most amazing coaches working in. It's become like a family. I've got coaches who were young players, went to become young professionals, played in the game for a bit, lower end, got badges, come back, worked on their badges, gone to a professional club, worked there, think to himself, do I like it? No, nope. come back to me, work with me. So the team of coaches I've got are um, have played... Um, and they all bring something to the table. I've got senior coaches that have done it all. They've done it from the professional clubs. They've done it on the scouting side. They've done it all. So I'm blessed on the the, the, the calibre of, of people that we've got working with me um, who I trust. Going back to that same word, trust sort of thing. Loads of people would want to come in and work but there isn't a trust sort of thing. So um, so we do that. We play on Saturdays. We've got younger ones that play on Saturdays, play Sundays. Um, and um, we don't we don't we don't go off for like showcase games uh, teams. We we play uh, as teams individual, and because of how good we are and how we play. Uh, we have scouts that come and watch and it's more so if I think or my staff feel some of the boys need need an opportunity somewhere, we engineer that. I know everyone I know everyone I need to know in the game. Mm. So you've got a great network. Everyone who I need to know in the game. Wow. I haven't you know, you're talking twenty five, thirty years on meeting and developing and knowing the right people in the game. So, and some of them are managers now, some of them are sporting directors now, and lots of them are owners now of football clubs. Wow. So when you've got that respect that people in there knows you, sort of thing, um, then if I need to turn around, I've got one, one of my coaches now, uh, he's... 21, 22, um, and he's, when you're talking of my coaching, so uh, if I was to look at uh, what I've, what players I've worked with, who's been footballers or whatever, this is one player, okay, that if I had to say he was the flagship of Nigel James Elite Coaching on his ability He's not even in a club. So he just played... He's never been in a club. Never been in a club. But if I had to put him as the flagship of Nigel James on having technique, it'd be him. And this is a player that for somehow just didn't get in somewhere. And right now, he's on trial at Bristol Rovers. Good level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So 
he's 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 just gone in there and once again I know the owner <laughs> and I've said to him last last year I sent one to Middlesbrough a 21 year old he got into there and got picked up playing I sent another one uh, to Wickham another 21 year old was in at Wickham and I've got this 21 year old uh, also that needs an opportunity so get him in have a look at him and um, and yeah superb yeah Nigel it's been an yeah. absolute pleasure to have you we've been going for almost two, two hours, hours. Yeah. yeah so you've been fantastic thank you thank you very much for lending us your time oh no it's been a pleasure you guys having me on board yeah this has been like a fountain of knowledge just speaking <laughs> to you asking questions because as i said you're a parent coach you've got so much knowledge that people can learn from so it's been a, a pleasure to pick your brain we're gonna leave it there thank you so much nigel for your time until next time over and out peace Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.